two sisters lived on separate sides of the states. One in NYC and the other LA. They both moved to Chicago and decided to stay. Now here's their playful podcast packed with Kid Lit Parlay. Children's books. Are they really that great? Talking children's books is with Kate and Hughes Ace. Children's books. Why, what, and how? So, success! Yes! Success! Finally! As opposed to last time. Yeah. Doodle-doo, doodle-doo, doodle-doo. What happened last time, Kate? Remember that time when we tried to get a Christmas tree uh-huh. and we were late by one minute? Uh-huh. 60 seconds? Uh-huh. And, uh, and they denied us a tree. Well, this time we got there, I'd say a good, like, half hour before they closed. Easy. And uh, we got ourselves a little Christmas tree. Yes, we did. We got ourselves a little Christmas tree. It is now propped up. What are you going to put on your tree, though? We have ornaments. You have ornaments? Okay. Yeah, so every, sure. every time we go to a new city, we buy a new ornament. Right. So... And did you ever take your ornaments that Mom and Dad saved for you carefully nope. over the years? So nope. the, the ornaments of your, of your childhood nah. that were carefully preserved with a list... Stating oh, which I one have each a list. one is. I made my own list. You made a list. Why did you make a list? Because we have lots of ornaments. So you're going to leave them to your cat? No, so we know exactly when, like, how old they are. So, like, these are the 2017 ornaments, the 2018. So you've inventoried your yeah. Christmas ornaments. Uh-huh. Okay. Doesn't everyone do that? Uh... Doesn't, doesn't every Jew inventory their Christmas ornaments? Yeah. We'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll get to that in a second. Uh, real quick, who are you? I am Kate. And I'm Betsy. And you are is, Betsy. You have I a am, bee on your hand. I, give, I have a bee. Well, that actually relates to today's book. So I'm Betsy, which begins with a bee. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is uh, Fuse 8 and Kate. Yes, I'm... It's a podcast. Yep. We talk about picture books. Yeah. And if they're classics or not. Uh-huh. And that's pretty much the gist of it. Pretty much. It is a holiday as we record this, however. Oh, uh, I believe, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Hanukkah. How? Oh! <laughs> Who's a bad Jew? What? Who's a bad Jew? It's like the fifth... <laughs> fourth day like it's not like it's um, i know it's not like this is the day we wear crazy hats yeah, you know that's no, not the kind of religion the first it is. and it's yeah. not the last you're like so but i figured because we're actually recording on hanukkah we should do another hanukkah classic you remember we did last year herschel, herschel very good I was gonna say Hertz, and the, like, that's not right and I'm going to say the Hanukkah goblins so yes. it sounds weird yeah, when I say it that, but the, yeah uh, it had the the guy from fantasia Yes, a night on Bald Mountain fellow. Yeah. That fellow. Yes. And uh webby illus- fingers. Right. Illustrated by Trina Sharp Hyman. That was the only classic I could think of. Um until today. When I realized there's one that I consider a classic. No one else may consider it a classic, <laughs> but I consider so it a classic. You're already rating it a classic. Oh no, 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 no. We'll decide if it's a classic or not. It could be because the understand it came out in two thousand and seven. So, came out a long time ago. <coughs> long time ago. Yeah. No one was alive then. <laughs> so I think that's enough. Uh, that's enough time for us to deem whether or not it is actually good, or if it, I just thought it was good at the time. Because this, I, it came out before I had kids, which really so changes what, the perspective. We are saying anything over ten years old is. I like... say it's game. 
Anything over 10 years old Look, is here's gay. the fact of the matter. Not a lot of classic Hanukkah picture books out there. What? what? That we could do on the show. I, people are like, but what about Benji's? Yeah, no, no. I, I Benji's great. But, um, yeah, many of the old, old Hanukkah books don't give us a lot of fodder. Doesn't give a lot of meat to chew on. I wanted us to do a Hanukkah book where we would actually have something to discuss. And so, drum roll, please. Lemony Snicket, the Laka who couldn't stop screaming. It's a good sign when Kate can't read the title without laughing. Look at his little face. His little face. First of all, that's an awesome title. The Laka who couldn't stop screaming. A Christmas story. Yeah, now, don't be fooled by the subtitle. Um, but it, there is a reason that it's okay, there. Okay, well, it's a latka. It is a latka, first that of is all. like an ornament on a branch. It's... Yeah, he's definitely an ornament on a branch. A scene that never occurs in the actual uh, book. And it's such a widow book. It's just a widow book, but it was in the fiction section of the holiday section of the Christmas section of my library. Are you done? Uh, <laughs> cataloging is crazy and lots of fun to talk about. Let's talk Mark Records! Whee! Yeah, so I'm going to hand this to you. Um, for some reason it's had a weird thing. Oh, I, mean, I, I already like it. Look at that little guy. Look at him screaming. I don't know. You might read it and be like, this was too weird for me. So you might hate it. You might loathe it. But I like the title. Yeah, the title's awesome. I'm just saying the title's really awesome. Okay. All right, go read that thing. While Kate does her read, let's do a little background information on this book. Not a lot's out there. I'm going to confess to you, it's not. It hasn't been around that long. It hasn't been the source of wild discussions. But I can at least say this much. The art in this book, which I apologize for not mentioning before, is by Lisa Brown. Lisa Brown is married to Daniel Handler. Daniel Handler is Lemony Snicket. Now, Lisa Brown, uh, a true artist in her own right, we will talk quite a lot about her, but uh, she has one claim to fame that no one can match, except for about 16 other people. Uh, she was in my book, Funny Girl. Funny Girl is a collection of funny stories uh, and quizzes and oh, all sorts of like crazy stuff, cartoons by some of the funniest women writing for kids today. It is available in paperback. It is available in hardcover. It is a perfect gift for this gift-giving season. And yes, you can find a Lisa Brown cartoon in there as well, because baby, I only go for the best. So hey, gift-giving season, give my book. And we're back. Hello. Hello. You read a book. I did. And was it a Hanukkah book or was it a Christmas book? It was more Hanukkah than Christmas, but it mentions Christmas. It does mention Christmas quite a lot. What happens in this book? Well, first of all, let me just say, when I opened this up, I saw this has only been checked out twice in the oh, past 11 years. We don't, we don't stamp you don't books stamp? anymore. Oh. That's an I old saw fact. That? We stopped doing it around 2008. Uh, so yeah, the fact that it has two little stamps, I mean, you saw well, the two little stamps that they were the last times they ever stamped, but we didn't rip out the 
the due date. I was concerned right though because I saw that I was like, this has only been checked out twice. Is that like a sign? Does that no, mean I can that... tell you the other copy of this was checked out, and I was no, there's two other copies besides this one. They were both checked out, and then there was this one. I was very grateful this one was not because it is Hanukkah. But thankfully, right. I think the subtitle fools people because all the Hanukkah books are out right now. Huh. Well, anyway, I saw that and I was like, uh oh, is that like. Is that telling me that this is going to be a crappy book? So I kind of went in. Oh, I see. So, yeah, no, the due date slips lie. So it starts with this, you're you're in a tiny village, and all of a sudden there's a terrible noise coming from a certain cottage in the neighboring, what is that word? Arrondissement. Right. I looked that up. That's a subdivision of a department in France for purposes of local government administration. But according to this book, they say, a word which here means a place where something was being born. So, uh, yes. First thing to know about Snicket, uh, not necessarily Handler, but Snicket, is that he likes to define words in his own peculiar way, particularly if they're long. This is something that he has done in his series of unfortunate events books quite a lot and this came out when those were still being made so yeah it's his it used to be that's his his thing thing. it used to be his thing okay he doesn't do it as much now i don't really understand why he made up a definition for a actual word but he oh that's his thing he he always says a word which here means and then he'll say something that's completely not what it actually means i got it no no that's his Okay, so okay, so we're in a neighborhood that all of a sudden there's a, this terrible noise that's coming from a cottage that's not decorated with flashing lights this time of year, mm-hmm. and then it's very wordy. I was not expecting. It's a super wordy book, but it's a little book, so it doesn't take you too long to read the words. But there's a lot of them there. Yeah, I wasn't expecting it to be like here's a whole definition of how to make a latka. And because that's exactly what it is. See, previous statement in this podcast about how my library has cataloged this as fiction and not picture book. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's an appropriate category. Yeah, I think so too. (laughs) So. Though I am going to be reading this to my seven-year-old, so. So the, so Alaka is being made and then all of a sudden (laughs) once it's made, it's, it's screaming its head off and goes, ah. I don't want to scream like Yeah, no, you would, you would blow out your poor little microphone. If but you he's to. just, and then the next page, ah, he's still going. He's still going. He hasn't actually stepped out of the pan. But I uh, love this little guy. Yeah. Oh, is he your tattoo? So, wait. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I'm not I'm, there uh, So, so he's, cutting to the he, he's, you know, he's just coming out of a extremely hot pan. Pan of boiling oil, right? And, yeah, and he jumps out of the window and begins to run, screaming down the boulevard. <laughs> ah! Wait, hold on. Oh, that's it. No, that's it. That okay. one's just, just an ass. And then it says, this may seem like an unusual behavior for, for a potato can- pancake, but this is a Christmas story in which things tend to happen that would never occur in real life. So, I mean... Ooh, burn! <laughs> I mean, he's saying this is a Christmas story, but no. I would, I would definitely disagree. It's also, it's a little insult to the Christmas stories out there, but all right. Yeah. Although, this is where you first meet the squirrel. Yes. Please explain who the squirrel is. The squirrel is a squirrel mm. with a Santa hat on mm-hmm. that lives in the forest. And once in a while, he pops up on a page and just gives a little wave. Is he a cheeky squirrel? No, he's very cheeky. He's very cheeky. I, so my, my... He is not mentioned in the text. No, not at no. all. So my tattoo is either the latka or the squirrel it's like it, it's it's a latka squirrel toss-up yeah a 
Squirlap. A squirlaka. No. Um, oh, oh, I see. A squirlaka. Maybe uh, it's a laka made out of squirrel. Ew. <laughs> I think it'd be a laquerel. A laquerel. A laquerel. Laquerel. All right, that, that sounds delicious, by the way. So the laka is running down the street, and the flashing colored lights are like, "What are you doing? Like, this is my time to shine." Literally, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. And the laka explains, "Well, I just got out of a pan of oil," and then he goes into the history of. Hanukkah and like why oil is so important and I'm like oh I see what he's doing here (laughs) he's bringing in a little history with a little bit Uh of a kid's story all right Right, kind of teaching what the Maccabees are yeah 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 yeah. I I can dig it so and that (laughs) but so the lights are like so you're basically hash browns which I just immediately started so there was a couple times where I started laughing out loud yeah because I'm like So much better than hash browns. I'm I'm something completely different. Yeah. And then, ah, hold on, let me flip the page. Uh, (laughs) Ah, that's the one. That's the one where he keeps going. Yeah. And then he comes across a peppermint. Uh, what do you call it? A candy cane. Candy cane. And the candy cane's like, your mouth-watering smell, not to mention all that yelping, is spoiling the effect because you know it's all about the candy cane at this point. Right. Peppermint and latkes do not mix. You have never had a peppermint latke? No. I'm not saying it's impossible. I'm just saying... I am. I'm saying it's impossible. <laughs> if you, dear listeners, have ever made peppermint latkes, oh, prove me wrong. What if you had, like, like a peppermint chocolate sauce that you could, like, drizzle over the latke? Look, the saltiness <laughs> of the potatoiness, like that, yeah. that's okay. We, I we get what like you're a saying. Chocolate sea salt, you know. I get that, like, but that still is not peppermint. That's chocolate. Well, it would it's be the like peppermint a peppermint that's chocolate. The problem. That's not the I point, Betsy. Think, We're going off topic here. I don't think we so, are. So, the the laka starts explaining to the to the peppermint about. So, well, the laka is explaining how the um, they would hide from the soldiers and they would uh, pretend to play a gambling game, the dreidel. The candy cane's I actually like, didn't know that until I read the book. I, I was like, oh. So the candy cane's like, oh, sort of like Joseph and Mary hiding out in the manger. Someone should write a Christmas carol about you. And which <laughs> I was like, I think that's the only time really Christmas is mentioned, is that part right there. Well, the baby Jesus part, yeah. yeah. I mean, there's everything, every, like candy cane, but colored like, lights. But like religiously, yeah. the reason for Christmas, right. this is really, right. I that guess, is the only that's moment. as close to like, there's no mention of Jesus, but right. it's like as close to... I don't think to... there's any mention of Santa Claus even, so. Well, I mean, you got the squirrel wearing a Santa hat. Right, I mean, right. That's... It's just the general, yeah. I also like inescapable how... nature of Christmas. I yes. like how simple the illustrations are. Ah, well, we'll get to that, but those are by Lisa Brown, uh, the wife of the author. Oh. Oh. Interesting. Indeed. Okay. Mm. So, anyway, so the Laka, like, starts screaming again because he's like, I'm not part of Christmas. It's a totally different thing. Uh, uh, You can see how fun this is to read aloud. You can even do it to, well, it's a little long for a read aloud to a group, but... If you had to do it at a synagogue and you had to do a read aloud around Hanukkah time, yeah. I would recommend this one. Yeah, this is a fun book. And then, okay, so the Laka runs into this forest, which is where we meet said squirrel. Oh, yeah. Wearing said Santa hat. That's true. I know and, uh, and he decides to plop down underneath a pine well, tree. Well, he's a little screamed out. Yeah, he's a little tired. He's very angry at this he's point. Very, he's very... He's got, I don't he's got I the call bags re- under his eyes. I call him resentful, but yeah. Yeah. Well, and you... <laughs> He's so cute. I or she. Maybe this entire page would be my tattoo. You got the oh, squirrel. Oh, you got both you got the squirrel. The and I would move the squirrel to be directly 
peeking out from behind the latka rather than the so uh-huh. I just move that latka so just move yeah. the squirrel there and then just sort of yeah, yeah photoshop this whole it page there. right here is just brilliant oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. so then the latka starts talking to the pine tree because the pine tree is like <laughs> are you a present presents are pretty much the only thing they're allowed to sit beneath me during this time of year and then the latka starts explaining you know presents aren't really a big part of Hanukkah and the pine tree goes well he doesn't pine tree mentions Santa Claus oh you're right yeah. you're right you're right you're right I knew there had to be a mention. Like, right. like, Santa Claus has nothing to do with it. Hanukkah and Christmas are completely different things. <laughs> but the... The tree says maybe the trees, my favorite thing. Yeah, mind you. Yeah. The tree says, yeah. but different things can often blend together, said the pine tree. Let me tell you a funny story about pagan rituals. <laughs> That's my favorite line. My favorite and line I the whole really book. wish that the tree would have, like, I know. kept going. Like, go on, tree, but then the, what, the latka, like, cuts it off or no, something? No, no, the oh, no. No, no, then the family comes, right. So this family comes, like, trumpling along in this With their forest, axe. Yeah, with their axe. And they're like, oh, you know, we shouldn't have waited until the last minute to get ready for this holiday. And the mother, which is interesting, you don't see the family. You don't see any people the whole Not way through. until the end. Which I have a qualm. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. They, which I have a qualm that's with, right. but we're not there yet. So, okay, all right. Right. So they're like, "Oh, you shouldn't give a pope." And then the mother says, "Look, oh, it's perfect. It's beautiful. Such a marvelous shape, and its skin is so crispy." Which I was like, oh, "Pine trees have skins." Wait, well, I well. guess if it's like a little waxy, sure, yeah. I don't mm-hmm. know. Mm-hmm. And then apparently he's talking about the latka sitting under. Okay. The, for, you. I, you that's the delightful and logic of the whole thing. Wait, but you, I, but no, yeah. but no, 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 no. Because yeah. and then this is what I don't get. The, the father smiled down at the latka in his mitten because he picks it up, and then stared curiously at his other hand. What was I thinking, bringing this axe? <laughs> what well, I I think you read that wrong. My way of reading was like, what was I thinking, bringing this axe? <laughs> I don't know. What were you thinking? First of all, you're trying to look for latkes in a forest. <laughs> Second of all, you don't need to bring an a- like what upsetting expectations. I that's the name of the game. I mean, it did catch me off guard. So, it's, a, it's a good joke. So it's a good well, joke. Well done. What was I thinking bringing the sex? Uh, you have to worry about this. So then they bring the latke back home, where he's all warm and cozy, and he's like nuzzled underneath the menorah. What's his head on? What's that? That's sour cream. Is his head yeah. resting on a, on a nice pile of sour cream? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then at the very end, it it has a very nice message. It's about, you know, you should be, you know, no matter who you are or what you believe, you should be um, accepted and welcomed um, no matter what you celebrate, which is really nice. I just wish he ended the book with this line. Instead of one page after this. He <laughs> but it wouldn't be because, him if he did that. But I wanted That's him, not him. But the, I wanted the last line of this book to be, and then they ate it. I wanted that to be the end. But unfortunately, you turn the page, and first you see the adult, which yeah. I don't like. I don't know that's an adult, but all right. Well, it's it's a oh, it's, it, it's from the, it's kind of adult teeth. You're right. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. from the uh, from the mouth down. Yeah, from from the, from the lip, mouth to the like chin, just above the lips to that, the chin. That little that little it. part, that face. little divot above the lips that doesn't have a name. That's yeah. eating the laka, and in and the next in the last page is ah, and that's it. Yeah. So I kind of yeah. So I don't. He gets your heart, and then he gets your stuff. There you go. <sighs> 
you could have so, just ended but let's it. talk about but I do want to talk about that part that you're you're talking about here because I think what this book does so well is that it shows how horribly ubiquitous a the overwhelming majority in this case the Christians religion is if you are not of that religion yeah and how no matter what you do it is pummeling you it is it is and it's constantly yeah. questioning you you could celebrate kwanzaa or ramadan mm -hmm. or hanukkah but, but you're going to have a lot of ignorant people saying oh that sounds like baby jesus yeah yeah on or sometimes the day after halloween you start seeing mangers you start seeing christmas trees you start seeing like yeah you start seeing everything that this book kind of Highlights. Right, and so basically this book is showing a character who is being pummeled with these Christmassy messages, even to the point where it's infiltrated the subtitle of the book, mm -hmm. when in fact this is a Hanukkah book. Yeah. Um, which, and there's even a Christmas tree on the cover. The only thing that gives away that it's a Hanukkah book is the fact that it says the latka, and yeah. anyone who knows anything about Hanukkah would pick up on that. If you didn't know anything about Hanukkah, you would think this was a Christmas story. And but, you would learn something. Exactly, which is what I like, because it does teach you like, the miracle of Hanukkah mm -hmm. throughout the story, which is very clever. It doesn't go into the technical details, but it doesn't have to because it's telling a story. And I mean, it's, it's... I mean, the story... Go, we'll go ahead. I mean, it's giving the details that I feel like any kid's book would right. give. I mean, it's... Yeah, it's not... Gonna... Well, I mean, it does... Some of them go more into the detail of, like, what lighting the candles means and the oil and the... But it, it, it doesn't go into that so much, but... It's there. I mean, there is some history and there. there. Is, no, I mean, and there is some history to it, yeah. It reminds us that things are better now than they were in 175 BCE when my people were not allowed to practice their religion. I mean, that's a very specific detail. Oh, that, yeah, like, yeah, I don't no, know. No, it is, it is. But, yeah, no, I, but, yeah, as I was saying before, I do like how simple the illustrations are. Mm -hmm. um, it's very clean. Um, you can obviously tell what it is that you're looking at. It's... And it's not distracting. Yeah. I I really... I, I, well, and I would... Well, so let me say a couple words about Lisa Brown. Um, so who is who is pictured as a female squirrel at the end. Good. And, oh, that is her hair. And he's a... And he has his hat. There yeah. you go. Oh, that's sweet. Does he usually wear a hat? Well, when he was Lemony Snicket with a series of unfortunate events, the author photos of him would show him from behind with that fedora or running down the street with the fedora. <laughs> so it makes sense that the fedora would make a, an appearance. Huh. Um, this was not her first book by any means. Uh, I happen, I don't... Yeah, it says uh, she's the writer and illustrator of the Baby Bee of Use books. So I happen to own the full set Jeez of Louise. the Baby Bee of Use books. Now, the Baby Bee of Use books... And How to Be, an instructional picture book for children. That I do not own. Um, I do have one of her chapbooks, and I have these. And then since then, she's been making tons of picture books left and right, um, like the airport book, which will be getting a follow-up in 2019, as I understand it. But... Baby Bee of You. So I, these are board books that I actually have had to keep. Oh my gosh. Keep. Is that first one say Baby Makes Me a Drink? Right. Well, we're going to go through these. All right. So, um, sorry. Yes. Mix Me a Drink. Baby Makes Me a Drink. Yes. Yeah. So Baby Bee of You. Uh, these are board books that I have kept high on the shelves in my bedroom so that my children do not reach them. Aw. Um, so, so Baby Bee. Uh, we're going to go through them. Baby Makes Me a Drink. Uh-huh. Uh, baby Make Me Breakfast. I like it. Baby Fix My Car. I love it. Baby Plan My Wedding. Yeah. Baby Do My... Banking. Yes. And baby, get me some loving. <laughs> yes. These the, are... The do not disturb sign on the front. That's yes. Funny. And uh, they are very simple. They could easily be read as board books. 
I'll give you uh, Baby Makes Me a Drink. Ooh, yeah. There you go. But this book has, like, Mama wants a martini, Daddy wants a margarita, and Grandma wants a Bloody Mary, Grandpa wants an Old Fashioned, and Nanny wants a champagne cocktail. And the last page, just what we needed. Thank you, baby. And then in parentheses on the principal, and please pass the pretzels. <laughs> and it shows, like, the different, like, elements of each drink as you go through. Dude, this is awesome. Of use. I like her. Oh, there's a reason I held on to these. Yes. I like her very much, too. And, uh... <laughs> this is funny. And so, the, but the first time I'd ever heard of her was the Lotka who couldn't stop screaming. I didn't know she was married um, to Daniel Handler, who is, in fact, Lemony Snicket. Lemony Snicket, I don't mean to burst your bubble, is not um, his actual name. That's too bad. Yeah. But it's was, a great name, I was name, hoping right? he had, like, a brother named Liney. Lime. Well, there's a whole Snicket history in the books, but, yeah, we won't go into that. So this came out, right, so at the height of Lemony Snicket's influence um, for a series of fortunate events, which is now a Netflix series with... Neil Patrick Harris. Very good. Very good. Yeah. Which So it's kind of had a second life here. Right. Um, with a new generation of kids, which is nice. Uh, the tone is... This, the tone of this book is pretty identical to the tone in his books as well. These days when he does picture books, he's kind of gotten away from this tone. But the publisher on this book was McSweeney's. Now, McSweeney's has never been able to do a book without um, sprinkling uh, sprinkling a sardonic nature all, all over it. They can't do straight picture books. Uh, as a result, this is probably the best picture book they've ever done. Sorry, authors of other McSweeney's books. There aren't many. Okay. It's fine. They're not gonna they're not gonna rise up as one. Like they're gonna listen to our podcast. <laughs> yeah. Um, I have to mention his background to a certain extent. Uh he has done great good things since this book. He established the Lemony Snicket Prize for Noble Librarians Faced with Adversity, which wow. is given out by ALA every single year. Nice. He has also been controversial. Uh, at the National Book Award Gala, he hosted, uh, he introduced his friend Jacqueline Woodson, and he, uh, said something that involved watermelon. And, uh, it did not go down well with people. Uh, he then apologized and gave, and this is the actual number, $110,000 to the We Need Diverse Books, uh, that's so, uh, how you do an apology. Profit. Yes, that's actually how it's you're supposed to do to, it. It's one thing to, like, yeah. say I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's but you guys to, are like, too, too sensitive. Yeah. Like, that's usually how it's done. It's usually like, I'm totally sorry, but you sensitive people don't understand what part. That's usually... And he actually put his money where his mouth was and did it. People were still, you know, always trying to buy off our love. And it's like, well, he's trying to apologize. But he also does quite a lot of picture books. He does a lot of novels. And he has done adult novels that I think were intended to be YA novels. He's done adult novels that were intended to be adult novels. He does all sorts of stuff. I find very useful for another thing that we haven't mentioned yet. Um, dual religion households. Households where one parent is Jewish, one parent is Christian. Yep. I think this is perfect for that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. I don't know. It's kind of definitely pushing Hanukkah more. Uh, that it's. It is, but I don't think Christmas needs the help. No. Yeah. There's, like, you can read this, and then you can read, like, A Christmas Carol. <laughs> right, right, <laughs> yeah. Because that's yeah. about Christmas, right? Totally. Ghosts and, uh... That's, uh... Uh... Humbug. Yeah. <laughs> that. I don't... Do I know any Christmas stories other than, like... What, Christmas stories? Yeah. Like, written ones? Yeah. Like, popular ones? 
Yeah, well, Christmas, a Christmas tale. Uh, I'm sorry, a Christmas Carol is. But that's not really about Christmas. That's about sure it is. It always takes place at Christmas, but it's yeah, but it's not a Christmas story. Oh. Well, it's considered a Christmas. Story. I mean, Polar Express. That's a yeah. I mean, that's again a Christmas story. It's not yeah. about Christmas though. You want like a baby Jesus story? The the worst Christmas pageant ever. Oh, is that popular? Yeah. All right. Okay. <laughs> If you know any Christmas stories that are written down that Kate would know, uh, please let us know at at gmail.com. Good luck with that. Yeah. Um, When this book came out, people didn't really know what to do with it. It didn't get many reviews. Now, it's possibly because the publisher is small and probably didn't care. But uh, one review did come out that I did like. It was from Publishers Weekly. They did a good job. They began it like this. Go ahead and cover this book in red, stamp it with gold foil, and label it a Christmas story. Lemony Snicket fans won't be fooled. The miraculous birth here is of a potato pancake, which, unlike its less loquacious literary cousin, the Gingerbread Man, begins screaming the moment it gets cooked. (laughs) I think the the Gingerbread Man comparison is pretty spot on. Um, I don't know how recently you've read The Gingerbread Man. Uh, How about never? Okay, (laughs) I'll summarize. Cheeky little dude. Runs away from everybody and gets eaten by a fox at the end. Oh. Generally gets eaten Spoiler by a fox. Spoiler alert, but Sorry. it's geez. I know. All right. Well, now I've ruined the surprise of the gingerbread man. Yeah. I'm off the grid, man. You don't know what I'm going to do next. But uh, this sort of corrects... I mean, he, like the gingerbread man, he gets eaten at the end. But unlike the gingerbread man, he's not being chased by people who want to eat him. Like the people who made him pretty much just let him go. Well, yeah, I mean, if your laka comes to life and then runs out your window, you're not going to chase after that. You're going to be like, what did I just create? Well, and who makes one latka? Seriously. I mean, they probably just had a whole bunch of other latkas, and they were like, well, we'll just eat these. Why would we follow one? Maybe it was the first one that they were going to make. Yeah. And it was a big one. And then they only had a small pan. And then after it went away, they were like, note to self, change recipe. (laughs) Half a teaspoon of salt instead of a quarter. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. But I doubt it was their soul vodka. That's my... I'm, I'm clinging to that. That's my story. I'm sticking to it. The Jewish Book Council liked it. It has been turned into a stage play, which I would love to see. There yeah. is a YouTube video from the stage play. I will put it in the show notes so people can see it. Oh, and it pairs well with his actual Christmas book. He did do an actual Christmas Christmas book after this. Huh. Not Baby Jesus. Nothing like that. But it's called uh, The Lump of Coal. Okay. Got a little, little lump of coal. Can't figure out where he belongs. Aww. Yeah. That's cute. It's in a boy stocking. It's three blocks. Oh. <laughs> but the boy's an artist. And so he uses oh, a lump of coal nice. to draw with. Ah, see? Nice. He always got that twist in there. Clever. He always works it in. Uh, not illustrated by his wife, however. Oh. All right. Ratings time. I'm feeling like a confident eight on this one. Yeah, it's... I mean, the question is, are we rating it as, like, one of the classics of all time, or are we rating it as, I mean, in terms of Hanukkah books? I don't know I don't know even any. know. <laughs> yeah, you don't know any, and let me tell you, they're not... You've introduced two to me. Yeah, so... well, that's because I'm kind of showing you the best, kind of. Um, and uh, I think it's a little high for me. I think I'd go 6.9. Well, three if you count the Alan Silverberg book that you gave me. That's true, but I do not count that. It's too soon for Alan Silverberg. I'm sorry, Alan, it is too soon for you to be a classic yet. <laughs> But Wait 11 years. I, I mean, I granted, I get back to you. this is like 11 years old, but I, I really like it. I mm-hmm. like the illustrations. I like how it incorporates the history. Mm-hmm. I like how fun it is. 
I don't like how they showed the human at the end, and I really wish he just ended it on his last sentence instead of actually showing the Locker being eaten. Mm-hmm. But, and then look at the cute Do you squirrel. not like the it being eaten just because it breaks with the tradition of not showing the people? Yeah. I think it's there for the shock value more than anything else. But, uh... But, I mean, up until that point, you don't see any adults. Right. You and don't then, see any and humans. And then suddenly you have this And then all of a sudden human. there's, like, half a human face. It's yeah. like, ugh, really? Come on. Yeah. I see your point. I I like the joke, but they didn't have to show it that way, necessarily. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, you fair. could have just had nothing on the page and have it, you know, just mm-hmm. have the the last page be like, ah, you know. Yeah. Exactly. But, yeah, no, I like I like it. I'm gonna give okay. It a, I'm going to give it an 8. I can't quite commit to a 9 or a 10, just that, because, that would be pretty one, high. it's not old enough, and two, it's that ending that bugs me. No, that's really high for, for not being on board with the ending. That's a pretty high vote, so... Uh, and with my 6.9, it's definitely a classic! Yay! Yay! Lovely letters time. La 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 letters time. So, we got a whole bunch Oh, bunch of bunch Where to begin? Where to begin? Where to begin? Um, let's start with Michaela Prevost. Michaela, if I am mispronouncing your name, I apologize. This is the the lovely woman who has Let's Have a Dog Party out this March. Oh, cool. 2019. Everybody buy it. It is hilarious. She wrote uh, about our last discussion. At one point, I messed up uh, Zul and Zod. Yeah. Yeah. I can't live that down. (laughs) But she said, great discussion. Unfortunately, I screamed, Zool! During it and scared my dog. And then, I can't bring it up here. I can't even put it on the show notes. But then she sent me this video of this dog looking terrified. She then, somehow, ended up in a library where there was this huge display of Arrow to the Sun. Like, multiple copies. Shut up. And then, if you look, I looked at it. And on either side, you could see there were other Gerald McDermott books by the same guy. So clearly someone was doing, like, let's celebrate Gerald McDermott Day? I don't know, but it was a bit of a shocker to me when she showed me that. Yeah, they pulled a big McDermott on that. Yeah, that was quite the McDermott. That's quite the McDermott. If you know what I mean. (laughs) All right. Next up, uh, so so Mr. D.B. Johnson uh, wrote in on our Instagram. And we had the cover of the Harrisburg cover there. And we were talking about the fact that it's very hard to read the title with that with that pale orange yeah. on the black and white graphite yeah. background. He was a little shocked. He said, well, with all the amazing art in Harris Burdick, you focused on the typography? It's a brilliant book, including the text and typeface. Uh, I told him to listen to the podcast, uh, which he had not done at that point. And then he responded, good, I'll check out the podcast. Ah, So there you go. Good. He just didn't know. Uh, then mom texted us. I don't know if I can count this as a letter because she texted, but what the hey. She said, okay, just listen to the Harris Burdick podcast. First, no one mentioned the loveliest, creepiest picture. The little plant's tendril emerging from the spine of the book and creeping over the sleeping girl's wrist. Well, I saw I that. I thought we did mention that. No, we didn't mention that. No, it, I guess but, we didn't say it by... I, mean, I saw it. I just didn't think it was worth pointing yeah, out. Yeah, I think Walter Dean Myers wrote the story and the... Chronicles of Harris Burdick about that one, and it was kind of disappointing, so it never really sticks in my mind. Second, in the Chronicles, you mentioned Stephen King's wife, but got diverted. What were you about to say about Tabitha? Um, 
the only thing I was going to say about Tabitha was that I couldn't figure out why she was in the book. Tabitha's never, Tabitha King, the, the wife of Stephen King, has never written a children's story, A Day of Her Life. He at least did a weird pseudo picture book pop-up once. Oh yeah, it was kids. called It, right? <laughs> um, so no, oh. it was The Girl Who Loved Tom Gordon, which is also actually for adults, but they did like a weird picture book. At least he had something. Can but you imagine? Tabitha King's never done anything for kids, so I just, I just at least at the time. I just want you to imagine a, a, a pop-up book called It. You know it's been done. Come on. It's basically the Babadook, right? It's so creepy. I hate clowns, but I can already That's imagine the- like that clown popping, or maybe the red balloon like popping up. Eh? Eh? No? I mean, it makes sense when you say it. <laughs> I'm sure it's been... I bet if you Google... No, I guess you can't be... Stephen King made, board book. <laughs> yeah, if you do Stephen King board book or pop-up book. But I don't think... If you did it, it's too common a term. Yeah. It's really hard to search for when people in the library are like, do you have any copies of it? And you're like, let's just go to the shelf because I cannot just type in it and yeah. then just every single book with the word it will like come up. Yeah. Lark wrote... She says uh, she's pleased with uh, my mention of Slings and Arrows. Thank you, Lark. That is a good show. I'm glad you like it, too. And then she has this to say. And why? Why did Stitcher do this right after your show? Quote, now playing similar shows. And it launched into Serial. Is there something we should know? Uh, no. This is NPR. Oh, nice. Thank you. Very good. Thank you. You could, you could have a future there. <laughs> I mean, it's based in all sorts of places. Yeah. That's as far as uh, that's, no, a, that's I don't our know closest why... connection right there is that I can... To the best of my knowledge, we haven't killed anybody, so I don't know why. Well, we kill books off our list, I guess. Like, yeah, I, I think mean, we name a, them. I don't think it's a, it's a stretch. Yeah. It's a stretch. Finally, Stephanie wrote, Dear Sisters, I think the fact that Kate has trouble remembering the title of this book, which was The Mysteries of Harris Verdict, plays right into the mystique of it. Think about it. A book based on a false premise about stories that didn't happen, whose title you keep forgetting? It's deep. It's exactly what Van Allsburg intended. That is deep. Yeah. Oh, then she has a P.S. P.S. If you're so inclined, I'd love to see a picture on the Instagram of Kate's cat. The one who was trying to bash down the door because I have one of those needy cats, too. He follows me around the house and can't stand closed doors. He's the best. And then she included a photo of her cat, Aww. who was very cute. Sure, why not? I'll put a picture of of Buster. His Buster. Name, his name is Buster. I will put a picture of him. Because he tries to bust face. in. That's why he's called Buster. Oh, well. That's why, right? Uh, sure. Totally why. Sure. Totally, that's why. It's actually yeah. after Buster Keaton. Uh, Grown-up things we like. Sure. You. So last week I didn't get to do my Hawaii things. So if ever... all you people headed to Hawaii, hey, you never know. So there's two things I would recommend if you were in uh, Oahu. I believe that's the island that has Honolulu on it. Mm-hmm. Yep. So it's the only one I've been to. So yeah. okay. So yeah. So the first thing I'd recommend is the Waimea Valley or the Waimea Botanical Garden. Um, it's very cool. They, like, the botanists there create different kinds of flowers. You can, like, it's it's very beautiful. And it's only three quarters of a mile walk. It's a slight uphill to see these beautiful waterfalls. So, highly recommend that. And the other thing I'd recommend is the Polynesian Cultural Center, which I learned is run in, in what do you say, in, in partnership with um, Brigham Young University of Hawaii. So most of the people that work there are students of 
what is that? B-Y-U-H. <laughs> I'll trust you on it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I, they work on an iWork program. So 19 hours a week, they'll work at the um, Polynesian Cultural Center, and then they get a discount on their tuition, which I thought was pretty cool. Um, they're all, like, super friendly. And you get to learn about... Well, they would be. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, but you get to learn a lot about, all, about the six uh, main islands. So there's, like, Hawaii, Fiji, Tonga, New Zealand. And you get to learn... You get to kind of go around you know, to all these different islands, you know, and learn about, um, you know, the music and the culture and, and what would a wedding look like in Samoa. And, and it's very, it's, it's very entertaining and you can even get the Dole Whip there. Oh my gosh. I love Dole Whip. Really? Yeah. But it tastes like pineapple. Yeah. You don't like pineapple? Oh no. What is wrong with you? No. Whose child are you? Uh, my own child, I you guess. Are, you are mothers. Pineapple? You are mothers and I am fathers. What, <laughs> a, a, a dad likes pineapple? Who doesn't like pineapple? People who eat pineapple. <laughs> what? <laughs> you try a pineapple. It's right there. It's, 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 it's not right. That's not the point, Betsy. It's not right. It's a, it's a fruit that failed at some point. No. It is I don't few, know what it was. It's amazing. It's, it's how you... You remember that episode of The Good Place where the people from hell buy pizza and it's all ham with pineapple? There's well, a reason that, for that. Well, it's the pineapple. I'm not a huge fan of warm pineapple, but I like cold pineapple. Yeah, all right. Anyway, mm. go to the Polynesian Cultural Center, learn about different islands. Okay. It's very cool. Highly recommend it. Yeah, very good. I have been there as well, and I, I also liked it. Nice. There you go. But I didn't remember anything about it, so I'm glad you oh. were able to give some details on that. <laughs> so, well done. Growing up things that I like, two things. Uh, one real quick. NPR uh, has just released its book concierge. It does this once a year where uh, people who both work for NPR and people who uh, sort of freelance for them recommend really good books for the year. And I have recommended uh, six of them. I, this is my third year doing it. I did all kids' books. So you're just going to have to go through every single one and see if you can find the ones that I did. Wait, is it books that came out this in year? In 2018. Yeah, so it's all books that came out in 2018. I was told, okay. When did Crown come out? Crown came out last year. I mean, Damn it already won the awards. I know. But it, I think it was. it may have been one of mine last year. Okay. I would have to go back and check the tape. I did like but, that one. Oh, it's a good one. That's a good one. <laughs> no, this is all 2018 stuff. Um, I was very happy with the choices that they let me have. Because I gave them like a choice of like 15 and they chose about six. Nice. And uh, yeah. And so, yeah. Where can they check out this list? Uh, I'll put the link into the show notes so that people can find it. Or if you can just Google NPR Book Concierge 2018, you can find it that way too. Concierge is a long word. What else? Concierge is a real long word, yeah. <laughs> the other thing I have, uh, just a quick note, I used to live in New York City. There was a wonderful bookstore there called The Strand. The Strand is currently facing a weird challenge. Some people want to make it a landmark. They want to give it landmark status. Now, normally that would be a good thing, but The Strand does not want its landmark status by any means. If The Strand gets landmark status, it will not be allowed to make any updates to its facade, to its building, to anything without getting permission. It will cost it tons of money. They are worried that by making it a landmark, it could actually destroy it. So, if you're in the New York area, go support The Strand. It's a fantastic bookstore, and tell them that you support them not becoming a landmark. I never thought I'd hear myself saying that, but it's true. Okay. Boo landmarks! So we just went from New York to Hawaii. <laughs> No, we went from Hawaii to New York. Well, yeah. Yeah. It's that's quite, it's quite a, that's long a long trip. Yeah. 
Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, I would not recommend that trip. No. No. That's the definition of jet lag. Yes, it is. Yep. I'm just going to stay here in Chicago and not go anywhere. How about that? I'm okay with that. All right, sounds like a plan. Cool. I've been Betsy. I'm Kate. Bye. Fuse 8 and Kate is a Fuse Number 8 production. You can reach us at FuseKate8 at gmail.com. You can follow our podcast on Twitter at Fuse underscore Kate. You can follow us on Instagram at Fuse8Kate. That's Fuse number 8 Kate. Follow us on iTunes and rate our podcast if you're so inclined. Our music is by Haddon Givens Kime, and our software ninjaneer is Drew Atienza. Fuse 8 and Kate is a creation of Kate Ramsey and Betsy Bird and does not reflect the views of School Library Journal. <laughs>